subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia Gravis or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number Stores or SleepNumber.com. Hello, my friends. Simon from What Culture here, and welcome to Ups and Downs. And it is it's a very sad day uh, for professional wrestling because, in case you don't know, Scott Hall passed away in the early hours of this morning in terms of living here over in the UK. I don't even really know what to say. I mean, it's a good reminder that when you do watch wrestling, you should probably just enjoy it as much as you can. And you're allowed to criticize it, but don't get too crazy. And of course, more important than all of that, thoughts and well wishes to his friends and family. And also, I mean, what a flipping legend. I mean, what a hero. I remember watching him when I was a kid. Razor Ramon was cool. Scott Hall in WCW was cool. It was just cool. It was just a super cool guy. That's it. That's all I've got. And now we will transition into the show because I get it. You watch this to try and be distracted and to try and be entertained. And I will do my best. But rest in peace to Scott Hall. indeed begin by recapping everything between Seth Rollins and Stone Cold Steve Austin when Kevin Owens did come to the ring and bless that man the very first thing that came out of his mouth was a hey yo I thought it was a very nice tribute he also now believes that he is going to be in the main event of Wrestlemania because Austin is going to be on his talk show and there's no two ways about it that was a very very strange sentence Stone Cold Mania though is fine by me in any guise and Kevin also followed this up by saying there ain't gonna be a can of whoop ass instead we're gonna sit down and we're going to enjoy a nice Canadian beer. And that made me laugh because the man is great. He's also so petty that he stole some of Steve's catchphrases before giving a random cameraman the stunner. And look, that was it. It was fine. It was okay. It kind of tied into what's going to happen at the end of the show. But you don't need to do anything with this. All you need to do is get a mega horn and go, Stone Cold Steve Austin's going to be at WrestleMania. And I already know it's working because my casual wrestling fans messaged me saying, oh my gosh, is the Rousenet going to be there? I said yes. And they were like, well, I better go sign up for the WWE Network. 
So well done, WWE, you did it. Austin Theory was then here, and he was still sad because of everything that happened on SmackDown with Pat McAfee. He also joined the commentary team, which was very good for him because he had a front row seat to watch Damian Priest versus Finn Balor in a non-title match. And this must be round 789, and given that they are going to fight at WrestleMania, I don't really understand why WWE is obsessed with having them fight every single week on TV. Like, we'll get to the show of shows, and it will still be good, but it is going to be a little bit diminished because apparently I have to watch it all the time. Damien won here as well, and all of this was Finn Balor's fault. Because Austin Theory at one point, man, man, I don't care about Pat McAfee. He jumped on the apron, he jumped off the apron, and Balor was going to hit the Coupe de Gras, but this distracted him to such a degree. He was like, don't you come up here in my space, Austin Theory. And by that time, Priest got him, he gave him the reckoning, one, two, three, down. Now, I'm not sure why Austin keeps getting involved in this, although he did hit Finn Balor with the ATL afterwards. So I suppose when he is done with Pat McAfee, the post-mania program will be against Balor for the US Championship. But if that is the case, then we already know that Damian Priest is gonna lose. It's all very weird. And it does feel a little bit like filler, but the match was good and it's entertaining enough. Up. Seth Rollins then stared a hole through Kevin Patrick as old Kev tried to ask him, Seth, what are you going to do at WrestleMania? And if you listen in the background, you could hear all the fans going, Cody, Cody. And did he turn up? No. It was then time for yet more, well, who needs to wait to WrestleMania? Because it was indeed Commander Aziz taking on Omos. And once again, do not forget, this was based on the fact that last week, they had just looked at each other, now they got a fight. And it should also come as no surprise that this was over two minutes as Omos just wrecked this guy. And if anybody out there actually thought Aziz was going to do anything, I'm pretty sure he's been in WWE for like seven years and he has had a grand total of ten matches. I can't actually remember the last time he was in an official contest because as always, when he does come to the ring, he is usually by the side of Apollo Crews and he just glares into the ring. I mean, that's his whole job. This was a proper squash too, which does not bode well for Aziz. And afterwards, he even went and got Apollo Crews and he beat him up too. So I smell handicap match. I tell you this, it is not gonna go well for the Nigerian prince and the head of his army, which do not forget, is actually the roles they're currently playing. So wrestling is nuts, but again, you can't get mad at this. WWE made it very clear we're going to push Omos and they're doubling down on it and they're actually dedicating themselves to it. I would always rather that than flip-flop booking. I'm giving it up. Owens was then in the back with Seth Rollins trying to cheer him up and even dropped in another Scott Hall tribute, which I liked muchly. And from nowhere, Seth's face lit up like a Christmas tree. He was like, oh my gosh, I figured it out. And he just ran off. So this was like one of those annoying Facebook posts when someone goes, oh man, I've had the worst day ever. And someone replies going, oh man, what's up, babe? And the original person goes, can't talk about it. And you're like, you son of a diddly, why did you say anything? We then continued all this teasing between Zelina Vega and Carmella because don't forget the story here is that Zelina doesn't think Carmella focuses on their matches enough because she's too busy thinking about banging Corey Graves. Don't get mad at me, that's the narrative. It was then yet more random action in this feud as this time Liv Morgan was taking on Zelina and you already know how this went. It clocked in around about two minutes. At one point, Carmella did try to do something. Rhea Ripley chased her off. Carmella jumped into the arms of Corey Graves. Back in the ring, Liv Morgan hit the oblivion and she got the one, two, three. It was then back to looking because Carmella looked at Zelina Vega and Zelina Vega looked at Carmella. So I suppose they will implode at WrestleMania and somebody will become the tag team champions. And I do have to admit, this is yet another WrestleMania feud that feels like an afterthought, but I thought everybody tried as hard as they could and it was inoffensive and it went by so quickly 
which actually could be a detriment too, but I would feel bad crapping on it. They're doing their best. Seth Rollins then indeed walked to the ring because he had an idea. He also asked Kevin Owens to join him and then we got the most WWE idea ever because Seth was like, well, you're going to have a talk show. Why don't I have a talk show too? Now, thankfully, Kev was like, that is terrible. I mean, you spent all your time and that's all you could come up with. And Rollins agreed and he said, well, okay, why don't we have a little match later and whoever wins can have a talk show at WrestleMania and they can interview Stone Cold Steve Austin. And somewhere Booker T and Edge were wiping their brows because their shampoo storyline is no longer at the bottom of the pile. Owen said no for obvious reasons when Sonya Deville walked out and went, actually, I heard all of this and I think it's a tremendous idea, so we're going to do it. And as she said out loud in my house, Sonya, why would you flub and care? The problem is, though, is that I love these two and their chemistry relationship is so good. When they were bickering, I was chuckling away because they're like brothers. That's what it sounds like. Like, you can tell they like each other, but also the story says they don't like each other. So you have to throw me out the window. I enjoyed it. And I am still totally convinced that it probably does end with Cody Rhodes debuting at WrestleMania. And I could be completely wrong, and that's fine. It's fun to fantasy book. And if that does happen and we just keep beating Seth down, which we have been doing, then I think all of this serves as a nice arc and I'm giving it an up. Although I will say, if it was anybody else not named Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, that was gibberish, Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens, well, I would be singing from a different hymn sheet. WWE did underline they realized this was stupid too, because afterwards Kevin Owens in the back saying to Sonya Deville, you do realize that that was absolutely dumb? And I was like, you're right, Kev, you ain't wrong. More special guest commentators next because The Miz and Logan Paul were doing it. Fair play to that guy, he is putting in the time. They were going to watch Ray and Dominic Mysterio taking on the Hurt Business, which still makes me go, what the hell is happening? Like, I know that Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin beat the Mysterios recently, but at the moment, the Hurt Business feel a bit like rent a tag team. It's like, oh man, do you need a tag team to just fit into a story because you have no any other ideas? Ring the Hurt Business, we're waiting for your call. And of course, we mostly did this so father and son could get their win back. And as soon as they had done, the Miz and Logan Paul tried to jump them. They got rid of the Miz and they were going to give the 6192 Logan Paul when the Miz saved his friend, because of course, we'll do that at WrestleMania. And all of this would be okay if it wasn't the build to mania, but it is the build to mania. By this stage watching Raw, I was like, wait a minute. All these storylines are really, really weak. Like WWE thinks they can get away with it by going, yes, but WrestleMania. You go, no, but wait, but they go, yes, WrestleMania. And you're like, oh yeah, I do love WrestleMania. But this was one step too far. It really does just feel like filler. There's that word again. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online you'll experience the all-new Cerebral Way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. 
Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Edge was then here, although he wasn't Edge at all. For you see, he has changed his presentation, including getting rid of Alter Bridge's Metalingus and replacing it by the other side by Alter Bridge. And I like this immensely because it means Edge rang up Alter Bridge and was like, look, I'm really mad now and I'm a bad guy. And Alter Bridge were fine with this, but they did suggest changing the song. However, given that I was listening to that tune in the gym on Monday afternoon before Raw, and then he did this, it made me feel all warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum. Now, it does have Edge saying, you think you know me? You didn't know me at all, which made me chuckle for the wrong reasons, but I appreciate his effort. He really does deliver this so well, but his reason for going dickhead was a little bit much because like everybody in WWE, do you know whose fault it was? Your fault. It was my fault. It was the fans fault. Once again, we have dropped the ball because we're all terrible, terrible people. Even though all I've done ever since Ed returned was go, oh my gosh, Ed, I love you. You're so great. One idiot. Apparently all of that goodwill got in Edge's head though and he started caring too much about what we thought, which is why he got beaten up by Randy Orton, why he got beaten up by Seth Rollins, and why he lost to Roman Reigns. Now he did compare Roman to an Aquaman cosplayer. I thought that was a good line because those two guys really do look alike. But the thing is, we have to stop going back to this well. We did it with Becky Lynch, we did it with Damian Priest, and really the only people that could get away with it would be Roman Reigns, would be John Cena back in the day, or would be The Rock. I mean, with Rocky, we actively told him to die. It also kind of makes me think, well, if we were going to do this story with the rated R superstar, shouldn't he have just like lost loads building up to it and gone, oh, but it's okay because I got the fans. Because then here he could be like, oh, no, that was my problem. But it does feel a little bit like it came out of nowhere. His closing line was also that if AJ Styles does turn up to WrestleMania, he's going to judge him. So I hope he points at him and goes, you've got terrible hair. And look, I understand that the meat and bones, the potatoes of the promo is a little bit weird. But I like the way it looks. I like the lighting. I like the fact that Edge has changed his clothes. He is really trying with this. And he didn't need to do this. He's on his nostalgia run. He could have done nothing and we would have been fine with it. So he's put some serious thought into it and the match is going to rock. When it was done, I said to myself, well, did you enjoy it? And my other part of my brain said, well, we did. So I'm giving it up. Bianca Belair then said she was going to kill Becky Lynch. Because she said that she was going to shut her up for good at WrestleMania, which can only mean one thing. And then Veer 
was headed to war again. So I don't even know what to say about this anymore. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to call Veer. That's right. I went out there. I found his number and I'm going to ring Veer and we're going to give him what for. Hello, is that Veer? Get to raw, you absolute goober! Right, good. I feel better now. I mean, it's not his fault. He can't just walk onto Monday nights without somebody telling him to. But this is not funny anymore. It has gone on way too long. Just have him turn up and lose. That's what's going to happen anyway. Down. I then got to give another quick down for Bianca Belair versus Dewdrop, number 82,963. Now, in reality, this is the ninth match they've had in the last few months. And it's too much. It's too much. Sometimes WWE goes way too far with Groundhog Day, so we got to give it a down. But they always do work so well together, and we're a positive show for the match quality itself. It's getting it up. And I know, I know, but as usual, the whole thing was built into the KOD. Bianca Belair hit it, and the fans went crazy, because even though they have seen it so many times, they wanted to see it once more. But the law of diminishing returns is in full effect, especially when you look over at SmackDown and Shotzi can't even turn up, and Tegan Knox was fired. I mean, both of those people could have effort been put into this position. The aftermath was really good though because Becky Lynch run down. My word, she just murdered Bianca because she took her head, she put it in a steel chair and then grabbed her hair and whipped her into Rita the ring post and I actually said... Oh, you should have done it. But it honestly looked terrific. And I'm pretty sure afterwards, Lynch let down and said to Bianca, next week, it's your hair, bitch. So unless this ends with a hair versus hair match, which it would have done back in the day, I don't even know what we're doing. RK Bro with an out to celebrate their tag team championship win. I'm just going to tell you, I love these men. Because it was just lovely. And Randy Orton was so happy and said how much he adored Riddle. To the point, this time, he had put on a party. Because obviously, back in the day, Riddle would do this and he wanted to repay the favor. So he had got him presents and he had got him popcorn from the concession stand, which apparently is Riddle's favorite kind of popcorn. And it was all just so nice. A little tear in my eye and I was like, man, buddy shit rules. Orton was admitting to all of this as well because he is not a liar. And just when they were about to have a big old hug... The Street Profits interrupted. So bring it down, that is 54 in WWE in 2022 and 80 overall in all of professional wrestling. And as we have now learned, you can't even have a pie. Riddle was super pumped about this because he thought that Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins were out here to join in the shenanigans. They were like, no, we beat you a few weeks ago. So in true WWE fashion, we are about to ask you the most popular question in all of professional wrestling. Geese title shot. Randy Orton said no, thank goodness, as any normal person would. Montez Ford's big plan was, well, uh, yeah, we're not asking, we're insisting. And Orton laughed. He was like, man, I didn't listen to The Undertaker. I didn't listen to Shawn Michaels. I didn't listen to Triple H. I didn't listen to Vince McMahon. I ain't going to listen to you. Riddle was far more understanding, though, and was like, well, you know what? They did beat us, and we do need a match for WrestleMania. And this was so good because he took Orton to one side and he convinced him. So seriously, if Riddle does turn on Randy Orton, this is going to be tremendous because listen to what Randall just said. He didn't listen to any of these top tier talents, but he will listen to his friend. I have something in my eye. Montez Ford then insulted the party. And this was brilliant because Riddle was like, how dare you? Randy put so much time and effort into this. And because you have forsaken his honor, I want to have a match. So they did do this. And as ever, it was really good. And I think WWE is learning here because it did end with a disqualification. But if you can believe it, it was a DQ 
that made sense. I mean, just so much better when you do pick and choose your spot. So just when it seemed like Riddle was going to win, out came the Alpha Academy and they took out everyone because of course they're pissed they lost their championships. And I sat there as I do and I went, well, I could understand that. Maybe I would have done the same. So you have to figure they're going to be added into the WrestleMania match and that will be an awesome triple threat. So I liked all of this and I'm going to start counting the days until Randy Orton turns on Riddle or Riddle turns on Randy Orton. And when it does happen, I will break is how I want it. Up. We then got our big tribute to Scott Hall, and I tell you, man, this was equal parts horrible to watch for obvious reasons, but also so damn wonderful. And Corey Graves was clearly all broken up about this. I mean, he was basically crying. And in two minutes and 50 seconds, WWE reminded you that this man was a legend. I just have so many good memories growing up when I was a kid doing the spooky fingers and doing the Razor Ramon walk. I'm gonna keep doing them because we keep the memory alive, obviously. It gets a golden up. There was just so much filler before the main event because we had recap packages, a mention about Stone Cold Steve Austin's new beer, a Seth Rollins promo when eventually Seth and Kevin were both in the ring and the bell sounded. And I was like, well, thanks, Flabble Sticks, for that. However, this does mean these two were going at it. And I tell you, it's impossible for them to have a bad match. I would bet my life on it. I mean, they did it at WrestleMania 36 in front of nobody. They're bulletproof. During all of this, too, Jimmy Smith also dropped in that Bianca Belair had gone to hospital. And I almost passed out because he didn't say local medical facility. So either something has changed <laughs> or Jimmy Smith going to get told off. Owens and Rollins were then going at it as well. And Kevin was busting out DDTs like he wanted to annoy the internet. And Seth Rollins was doing the same with dives. I mean, he hit so many, one of which was like a torpedo. And they knocked Kevin Owens over out on the announce table. This almost got Owens out, but he did get back in the ring because he wants to do his talk show at WrestleMania, which is one of the silliest things I have ever said. And then when they were fighting on the top turnbuckle, Kevin Kevin busted out an avalanche suplex that will never get old. They then got a this is awesome chant from the crowd. It was much deserved. And we learned that Rollins has been studying because Kevin went for the stunner, but Seth turned it into the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. But Kevin Owens was too smart for this. So he was able to kick out, but with a catch. Because we kind of teased like the referee was out of position here. And if he had been in the right place, Seth Rollins would have definitely won. So Seth then started breaking down like, why have you done this to me? <laughs> I want to go to WrestleMania. He turned around. Kevin Owens gave him the stunner. One, two, three. Now what the flub is he going to do? So you're just going to have to assume that whatever is going on with Cody, either A, hasn't been sorted out yet, or like I say, he will debut at Mania. But whatever Mr. and Mrs. Rhodes decide to do, this is fine. Some people are going way too far on the internet. You gotta rein it back. This was really fun though. The relationship between Seth and Kevin is just an absolute joy to watch. And it makes me pleased that they are anchoring Raw because they can get away with anything. I'm giving it up. And I do believe we only have two Raws left before we do get to WrestleMania. Maybe it's one Raw, I can't remember. And while a lot of the builds are silly and shallow, at least I feel like WWE is more focused, or at least I think it's making for a better product at the moment. So overall, I'm giving it up. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. 